fucking ad. Hey, don't you worry about ads. Let's we start we, with an ad. We need ads. We need right. ads. That's yeah. how we're going to make money. Yo, what is that? That's little little Einstein's uh, trap remix. Lil Einstein. I'm for it. All right, dude. I found this YouTube channel that like just <sighs> remixes like all your childhood favorite theme songs. What? That, that was one of them. There's some pretty ridiculous ones. Oh, the uh, Fairly dude. Odd Parents one slaps. Slaps. Fairly Odd. Yeah. So is he is he teaching kids? Is that his role? His his little Einstein is out to inform the kids of little little fun facts. Yeah, you guys are probably a little past little Einstein, like I am too. But I had younger siblings, so it was on in my house. And it was like I think the the lead guy was like super smart, and they had this like submarine that could like change like sizes. So they would go and like you know they would teach you about the human body because you could go inside the human body, or like teach yeah. about plants because they could go inside plants. Well, they do that in Rick and Morty too. Well, it's just a but you, you know, can't do not that for with kids. little kids. Rick and Morty's a little more extreme. Are you the oldest of five or four? Three, three, oh, three. I'm, I'm I saw a family. Yeah. Oh, I saw a family yeah. picture of you, and there just seemed to be a lot of you in there. Yeah. I mean, there's five of us, and there's uh, yeah, I'm the oldest of three boys. Three oh, boys. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, hey, welcome to Grind Week, fellas. We're in the fucking heart of it. We are. My God. We have two days until about or forty-eight hours still about less than forty-eight hours still about cello. because this is no forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. 5 a.m. on a Thursday. 5 a.m. on a Thursday. I'm waking up at 5 a.m. on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. Yeah, Bochella. is less than 48 hours away, I think. Depends on when you're listening to this. But it has been a crazy week and, honestly, month of Bochella. We had – how many guests do we have this week? We recorded three um, interviews during the week, which is the first time we've done that. First time we did that. We actually did a doubleheader. We had Chad Greenway at 9 a.m., and then we had – Ian Deloney with Social Butterfly on mm. that night. But my goodness, dude, Grind Week, it's been impressive. And I just wanted to let you guys know, good work. And I'm happy that we stayed sane. And it didn't – we just kind of trusted the process. Yeah, it didn't really throw us off of it what uh, we typically do. We just went with the flow of these new kind of formats because we did a 9 a.m. podcast on a weekday, which we've never done. And that was a blast. That yeah. was so fun. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, it's to come we again. Yeah, we it. haven't even done. It. What's funny is we're talking about Grind Week, and we really haven't been through Grind Week. Yeah. But the whole point is, it is Grind Week, and it's really been Grind Month. Yes, throwing in the Bochella with all that we do, and trying to yeah. do a couple more things with it on the back end. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. We put together a whole media kit. I know we don't talk about back end stuff all the time. I feel like that's one of our like biggest average qualities. Because I feel like we used to, we used to all the time, only talk about, only talk about the back end behind the back pocket. Like we only used to talk like BTS stuff. That was the back end show was us talking about what we sucked at. Yeah. Uh, with like editing on a new software or trying to get on iTunes with it from the very first time. Yeah. yeah. And then like when we came into this season, we were like, oh, we should do the same thing. But call it the back end show. It would make it makes sense, right? Back end show, back pocket, this, this, that, and the other. But now we just turned it into a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, a lot of goofs. I actually, when I started watching you guys back when you like were doing the back end show on the back, the, I loved when you did that behind the scenes. I would love, like, I would love for you guys to get more back, like, more into that again because mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, for the people that watch you, for me at least, it was just super interesting to see these two average guys, but how they were cranking out all this content and doing all this really cool stuff. Mm. I love that sort of stuff. Sweet. So I'm going to help. You're going to help us with that. Cause I kind of forget what we, uh, 
What we talk? I gotta go back and listen to it. It's a dark hole when it comes to this corporation. We don't really know what we did last month. Well, let's talk about this. We got a war room in our house. That's a newly established war yeah. room, which is uh, across the hall from uh, this very room. It in used the corp. To, yeah, it was a very like musty kind of gross room. Guys it, were living in there, and then they'd come out of there, and they'd be like, ah, "I don't really like this room. Like, like, I don't it, feel very good. Can I sleep on the couch? Like, I don't. I mean, you guys gave me this room and are charging me rent for, but like." I don't like it. It could room. be a death sentence in that room. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. Might have asbestos. That's what uh freaking Alexis said. She was like, It smells like it has asbestos in here. I was like, that's not the case because that you can't release a house that has asbestos in there. Yeah, we, ha- we had um regulators come in, didn't we? They, someone... People inspect this house. I just told her not to breathe to be safe. Yeah. I don't know if you'll There's good airflow in the war room though. It it's actually like good now. Ideas are flowing. Andrew and I put together a whole freaking media kit in there. In two weeks. We bought a whiteboard. We bought a whiteboard, a dartboard. A round table has been put in there, so we, we can still have our round table discussions. Uh, discussions. I think we need, like, a bean bag or another, like, comfy chair. There's all all the shitty, uncomfortable wooden chairs that were in this podcast room. We just threw them in there, and now we're stuck with them in there. So we got to upgrade that as well. How happy are you that you don't have to sit in those wooden chairs? During- I'm so happy. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy. I was... I think I was pumping on some adrenaline the first time I came here and interviewed you guys, but coming back like the second time or even looking back at that i'm like those chairs sucked they sucked and it was like that black chair that i carry up for the producer role it's because i cannot put my producer in those wooden chairs so i bring up a chair from my room up a floor for my producer because it's what i do for it's what i, I do for this. i'll do anything for this company <laughs> i i can see that and i appreciate that quite a bit yeah sacrifice, sacrifice. it's unbelievable yeah. good work guys yeah it's incredible but yeah i mean i don't like I don't know. You got you have to direct us. You have to direct us to do talk about more back stuff, back end stuff because otherwise we're going to go on tangents that will about the war room. About the war room and about things that probably no one cares about. Right. Or we don't know though. We've had a lot of success with this these these Love your shirt by the way. Yeah, check this out, dude. We just got this. Yeah, that's fantastic. Fresh off being kicked out of the Mayak. Yes. Fresh off kicked out getting kicked out of the Mayak. Who what's the Instagram handle? Too good for the Mayak. You can buy this online for like 20 bucks. It's a really good shirt. It's mm-hmm. a great shirt. I, I wore this out to the bar the other day, and I, bottomless comments. It was awesome. Were you guys on the team then when that? Yeah, yeah we were happened. seniors. Yeah, we were seniors. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it yeah, was freaking I got, awesome. I got, uh, it might have been the fourth quarter. I got, and we were up like 75 to nothing at that point, and I got flagged for a late hit. I absolutely just clocked a kid running a bubble route like a good three, four steps after the whistle was blown. Oh, yeah. And I was just like so locked in and ready to smoke him. And the ball went over his head, and I didn't process it, and I just decleated the kid, annihilated, and flag, and got removed from that play. And uh, the co- coach yelled at me like, "Why'd you do that?" I'm like, "I don't know." And then I blacked just, out, coach. <laughs> I, honestly, I blacked out for a second. Right. I was just like, "I want to kill the kid because I don't get many reps, and I just want to go." And uh, so, yeah. What's like? What happens when you're up seventy? How do you even get up more than fifty points? Like. That's just ridiculous. And well, not from they, the, the, they're the, not good. Listen to this, dude. How bad can you be? They're not. They're not football players. They they are normal people that put on pads, and then coaches tell them what to do, and that doesn't hold a candlelight to well, a team that's good as shit. I think uh, for this team in particular, um, it's a little different. They just got new coaching staff, so they were c- complete learning completely new stuff, and it was all. They were from St. Thomas coaches, like a new St. All Thomas ex, staff. All ex-St. Thomas coaches. Was trying to implement everything they've done at St. Thomas into St. Olaf. 
So we knew, like, they knew what we were doing. We knew what they were doing, but they just couldn't do it as good as we were. Yeah. So every single thing that they did, we're like, oh, I run this in practice every single day. I like I can predict exactly like you take one step and I'm I'm pretty confident that you're going in this direction yeah. because I see this all the time. So for this team in particular, one it was they were trying to like mimic what we were doing and that just didn't handle candlelight. And the other one, they're not great athletes. They're yeah. be, I think they're going to get pretty good, but at that time they really didn't put a lot of attention to their football program. So yeah. we just stomped on them. Were you trying to get to a hundred? Like we were. Yeah. Why didn't you? You ran out of time. Um, ran out of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last touchdown was scored by uh, second string like right tackle Jax Lind. He's actually Jackson Lind. He's been on this podcast before. Um, right tackle ran the ball. In. Right tackle ran the ball in on ISO, and I think that was the ninety sixth point. With the next point it became ninety seven. But at the very beginning of the game, so like Andrew had said, this is all St. Thomas ex St. Thomas coaches that know our scheme, that coached our scheme, are now at St. Olaf. So the very first series, maybe a couple series in. We're calling out, like, Coach Caruso's the guy who calls in the offense. So, Coach Caruso's doing his hand signals to our offense. And the defensive coordinator on the other side is literally watching what Coach Caruso is saying and then telling his players what the play is. And so, like, they were getting, like, they were actually stopping us for the first couple plays. It was like they're gaining momentum, they're getting all hyped up. And then uh, we call in a play again. It's fourth down and one. And I think we ran like a play action pat, like play action fullback dive because they and they all bit on it. We popped right over them and scored a touchdown. First, like first series. That's fantastic. It was wild, but like that was the kind of game it started as. Is like these guys came out with some fire, you know. It's their it, like it was their kind of vendetta game and everything, and this is the result. And now this is a top selling T shirt as well. I'm sure it is. What's the post game speech like? I mean, we had Coach K, great episode. Yeah, uh, you had a great audio clip in there of, of some of his speeches that was before the game. What What is the speech like after the game, after you dust a team 97 to nothing? Um, it, I can't remember who the next opponent was, but it was more so let's get back, let's watch the film, uh, we'll spend a few minutes on it, and then get to the next opponent. I love that. Yeah, it was... It's Wyatt St. Thomas. It's Wyatt St. Thomas. We really didn't focus on that. It was yeah. just... It was, it was a good practice for... God, the, the best part was... Like people don't realize, the first string played the whole first ca- first half, and then they started the third quarter just to continue to set the tone. And then it was the backups the rest of the game. And like for me, I got to play a whole half of football that I hadn't had a chance to in four years. And the whole time, the coaches were calling in the same type of plays, so that I could. It was basically like it was zero to zero to me the way they were calling the game. So it was super fun. I love that. Uh, yet we were just destroying them. So like from an outsider's perspective, there, there's no justification to them. Like they'll never understand. And that's why we got kicked out of Mayak because they, they would never understand of like how much work we put in and the way that the coaches handled that situation for me. Uh, like I loved it, but in reality it's probably too disrespectful and to, to, to the, the mindset of a lot of, uh, Weak-minded people, I guess. I don't know. Other, I would just say other people. They'll strap the puck. I don't know. There's a lot of other things. But I also think it's kind of funny that they just took, like, a screenshot of the live stream. And, yeah. like, that's what the shirt is. And it's funny as shit. Yeah. I'm glad we set the record straight here, though. Yeah. yeah we did. We, we did. We set the record straight. Yeah. Well, Confirm. what's also funny, too, is whenever we play, like, St. Thomas plays the shitty teams, like Carlton or Olaf, typically just those two teams, we will usually just prepare for the team the next week. So, like, on scout team, instead of me running St. Olaf's defense – we're running like say St. John's is the following week after St. Olaf. We'll just be running like we'll probably run like twenty five percent St. Olaf and then seventy five percent St. John's. And so when we're when I'm I'm acting as like 
out of the four downs that I go out there on scout team as an outside linebacker, three of them I'm playing St. John's, one of them I'm playing St. Olaf. So we're so that way we have almost two weeks of preparation for the next team. Where St. Olaf, it's like we don't need it. It's not smart to sp- yeah. spend our time on that. Yeah. So interesting. Anyways, average quality time, fellas. We'll start with you, Ty. What do you got, bro? Okay, so my average quality is coming to a head tonight. The reason that I have to be home at a reasonable hour. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, we'll see if it happens. It's really not the end of the world. I want to clean my bathroom because I – so my average quality is committing to things that are happening in the future and then forgetting that they're happening and keep, like, procrastinating them and then rearing the consequences, like, Mm. the time that it happens. So I don't know how you guys break it down. I always call it, like, it's a future me problem which I think is a good coping mechanism for some things. Like, they're just some things that are out of your control. You can't control them. You're just like, I'm not going to worry about them now. I'll worry about them later when it, like, comes to a head. That's not a great coping mechanism when somebody's, like, trying to set plans with you and you're like, I don't know what's happening. So what happened was I have two friends from high school who are coming up for a Shawn Mendes concert, which I think is tomorrow at U.S. Bank. And back in, like, March, they got these tickets and they're like, hey, could we stay with you? Could we stay at your apartment for the concert? And I'm like... You know, I, that's probably that's probably going to be okay. Like, Do you it's live mo- by yourself? Uh, I don't. I have roommates. Okay. And at the time, it looked like maybe one of my roommates was going to stay. Uh, not all three were going to stay, like what actually ended up happening. So I was like, yeah, that'll probably be fine. Like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but like, it'll probably be fine. So I say that. It's in, like, a future me problem. It's a future me problem. I say that in March and then it gets to like June, the beginning of June. Mm, fast forward and, three months. Yeah. And then I like, I realized that I have to go home that weekend back to Green Bay, which I'm like, that's not great. And then I remember that they're like coming and then that just, it all hits me at once, like a week before, like a week before today, it all hits me. I'm like, crap, like I'm going home this weekend and they're coming up like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe even Sunday. You have to entertain them. I, I, well, I don't know if I have to entertain them. Mm-hmm. That's like at the bottom of the priority list right now. Cause at the very least I'm like, I like committed to give them a place to stay. Mm-hmm. You have to commit to house them. Yeah. They yeah. need, they need a roof over their head. Right. So and you're their guy. So like, I'm, like, this week, like, scrambling. Like, I hate, like, having, like, people come over. Like, I love when my friends come and visit and stuff, but I just, there's so much pressure. Like, I feel like there's pressure when they come up, and, like, I live here, and they're, like, it's a cool city. Minneapolis is a great city. And they're, like, oh, like, what's fun to do? It's, like, I don't know. Like, I don't do a ton of fun things. Like, I come produce this podcast. I, you know, go home, and I, like, watch YouTube, and I go to work and go to school. Like, that's what I do. You know, I don't, like, I don't do fun things. And so there's so much pressure all the time. So oh, don't sell yourself short. Well, I don't you're, know. You're a pretty fun guy. I'm. I think I'm a fun guy, but I think I do things that I think are fun that like other people don't necessarily think are fun. Or when they're coming up to a big city and like they want to have that weekend experience, like they don't want to do the things I do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's a that's a big pressure for like my friends as well when they come up from like Colorado or something and they plan a trip. Right. Like you never know. Like they obviously want to go on the lake. Like that's an obvious. Yeah. Like, that's the crux of Minnesota summer. They want to experience that. And it's like. You're talking to the middleman. You're not talking to the guy who has the boat. You're not talking to the guy who has the cabin. You're not talking to the guy who's going to get us there anyways. So we got a lot of chess pieces that got to move around in order for this to shake out. And so it's hard to like, we'll, just we'll play say, it by ear. We'll play it by ear. I'll talk to my people. I'll talk to my people. I'll talk to your people. And we'll get back and we'll have a nice time. My line is like, I'll just like, I'll, I'll see how we're feeling. Like, Ooh, I, that's a good I let them know, like, you know, because they, I feel like the onus is always on me to like make the plans. Like they mm-hmm. never give like a set. I would be. I would love if my friends were like, I'd want to go on a lake. At least I'd have like a thing to like set oh, out for. Yeah. They're just like, you know, plan some fun stuff for us to do when we're up there. And it's I, like, I hate that. What? Am, and we'll the, go bowling. Yeah. And I'm, right. It's like, and then they're like, <laughs> we can go bowling yeah. back in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm like, yeah, you can. That's a different bowling alley though. So why don't you be fortunate for it? Yeah. 
And so, yeah. So basically the, the long story short is that I have these two friends that are coming up and I have to like scramble, like first of all, to get home to like meet them. And then I wanted to like, you know, clean like my bathroom and like sweep something, you know, to make things look presentable. Cause I don't love when things like, they're like, Oh, you just you bring out the Swiffer. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. they're, they're two girls too. So it's like, I feel like oh. then the standards even higher to like, at least have a clean home. Right. Or at least you the, can turn over a shack to your best dude yeah, friend. The bathroom was the biggest thing I was concerned about. Bathroom's like, a big concern. I'm like, I don't think this bathroom is like presentable to nope. yes. somebody that's not me. So you're going to clean it tonight? I was planning on cleaning it tonight. Well, if I get back What's your timetable? Well, what time you like to get to bed? And can you also Well, bed's like not a factor. Like if no. I have to sacrifice on sleep, that's fine. Like yeah. and I hope they're listening and that's how good of a friend I am that I'll sacrifice mm. on sleep for that. They're listening on the way up. Actually, it's the weekend after. Yeah. Whatever. This is a reflective podcast for them, and they had a great week, and... Yeah, they had a great concert. Here's the thing. I I don't know. I, I think now that they're now that they're girls, that kind of changes my approach a little bit, but let's let's plan something for them. I got an idea. All right? Ready, ready. Well, also, the other caveat is I'm leaving. Like, Oh, you're, you're not even going to be with them. I'm leaving Friday after work. You can't stay? And I'm leaving right from work. I really can't stay, and I don't want to stay, but I can't stay either. So I'm leaving. So they're staying here. You don't want to stay. I don't want to stay, and I can't stay. Why the, not? Huh? Which one? Why not? Why not? Why don't you want to stay? I don't want to. Well, I don't want to stay because I can't stay. That's like I can't stay is number one. Why can't you stay? Because I'm on Saturday. I have a a job back in Green Bay. I'm doing like this like content grab for a football camp of a dude that I've known forever. Like he was the one that like okay. got me into like freelance. You, you committed work. to that. I I committed after? to that huh? after. After you committed, yeah, I committed to it. After. <laughs> all right, all right, and when all right, I committed right, to it, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, that seems like a weekend. I have something going on. <laughs> and but you couldn't pin. You couldn't pin what was going I on. Fit it. I didn't put it anywhere because it was like a future me problem. I'm like, yeah. I'll get to it when I get to it. And current tie was like, I want to take advantage of this future opportunity. Yeah, but rarely did you or you forgot to make the link between future and current tie. Future equals current tie in this situation when you're planning. I know, and I'm like, there's so many weekends in the summer. Like, there's, I thought, like, oh, that sounds like a weekend. I'm like, nah, there's so many weekends in the summer. Like, it's a they, different one. It, they don't call on. It was not a different weekend. Okay, so you're you're 100% going home. I'm 100% going home. And are they Friday 100% staying at your place? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're like en route. Obviously, they're driving up right now. Yeah, they're driving up right now. So like, are you gonna meet them there tonight? Yeah, so I'll go back. I'll meet them there tonight. They'll stay in my apartment like Thursday night. I'll get up tomorrow. I'll go to work and like. I'll be gone for the weekend from there and I'm just going to like leave them my key and like they're coming back home like Saturday or Sunday and we're just going to like they're going to give me my key back then like in Green Bay. Okay. So you're not hanging out with these people whatsoever. No. And then my roommate, I I feel bad for like I stuck my roommates basically with like these people and the nice part is (laughs) your friends, your friends. Yeah, but they're not their friends. You know, like, know, but they're, they're strangers also, to them. They're well, also females. Like, I don't yeah, know. I feel like that's not a bad. Well, stay up a little bit later yeah. and make sure your friends get to know their friends. The At least long. break the ice. Yeah. yeah. Holy like, shit, Ty. If you just let out, them walk in. Break out the chips and queso. <laughs> throw on freaking. Your silly goose YouTube videos. Yeah. And you guys can all be merry over them. And then because they wake up and they have the YouTube videos to talk about in the morning. Yeah. At that least that. Last. And that's the spark that for whatever That was week. good. Yeah. <laughs> you got to uh you got to break the ice, man. Yeah, this you is, cannot uh, abandon uh, them. The more I talk about this, the more I just hate it so much. I think that I've you, you have to just face it. You cannot I do. you can't there's no hiding. Yeah. Look, Ty, we got to face adversity, all right? Yeah. There's times to face adversity and the time is now. Future right? future tie is coming. Future tie is here. It's just me now. <laughs> and yeah. it's I screwed myself. Do I need to send you that Coach K speech? I would take. I would just love to have it on file. Unlock yeah. the key to the uprising. Let's go start a riot. <laughs> yeah. I, I will not be a part of a unit. 
that doesn't play with their hair the fuck on fire. I love that. And that is okay. something that you need to adopt. You gotta send that to me, and then on the way when I'm going back home tonight to meet them, I'll I'll play that, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's start, let's start a riot. Yeah. <laughs> I so love that. That is my average quality. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. Hey, Andy. Are you ever going to get an ad read right on the first try? You know, I think I'm just trying too hard, and I just got to relax. Andy, serious. Come on, dude. That's who you are. We're talking back pocket, and we're talking visionary manufacturing with custom apparel for you. Bingo. Let's just cut to the chase, big boy. Invest in your dreams. Manifest that custom apparel, that custom idea that's been weighing on your mind for months, years, however long, and create with visionary manufacturing. Hit us up today. To book a custom order at backpocket at visionarymfg.com. That's B A C K P O C K E T at visionarymfg.com. Uh, my turn for the average quality? I don't know. Yeah, you go ahead. You co host this podcast. Where do you want to go with it? You go. You want me to go? I was thinking you, you could go. All right, fine. No, you you're go. looking at two guys who don't have fucking <laughs> average qualities is what you're looking at. Yeah, dude. I'm drinking right now. Here's here's so, what my one was originally was the one I said to Alexis, which was like, I don't know how to eat five bananas if they were given to me ripened. Like I, I can't time that out. I can never figure it it's out. It's impossible. It's impossible. I can't figure it out. So that's one. Uh, the other one is understanding f- vloggers, dude. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. Like, I understand creating the content. I understand, like, filming the content. And I understand putting out the content. But I don't get it. What else? Like, how don't you understand them? Like, what part of it? Okay. Here's what I don't understand. Let me get to actually the point of it. Yeah, preface what what you watched to give you this Logan Paul. The Impulsive Podcast. I've watched it twice now. I watched with Jay Shetty, who I'm a big fan of, the the monk. Um, And then I watched it, this most recent one. I got... got clickbaited into it because it was like we're talking about mental health today like we have little midget evan on, or i shouldn't call him midget the dwarf evan yeah. vlogger uh, you can't say the m word that's I, I, i'm sorry evan um but evan comes on the podcast and talks with logan and his two co-hosts who provide no value and Dude, this is the worst podcast setup of all time if you guys haven't seen that podcast, podcast go watch it and it, they get such good guests on like they get Really, I would love I to don't see know what, how they do that. I would love to see what you guys. Well, he has so many like followers. Like he's yeah. he has an insane amount of clout. A like, seven million dollar mansion that they all live in, and a fully produced podcast studio in their house. I mean, it's balling. It's sick. It's I would really love good. to live he's in that. Got to lose his money at some point, right? I honestly, I kind of like hope it so. can't be sustainable. Well, he uh. literally like filmed a dude like hanging from a tree in the suicide forest of Japan, and he still standing he's still getting great people on yeah. that part baffled me too like there are people it's not like he's getting like other like shithead youtube vloggers on like that would make sense because they all just kind of like help each other cluster out. together yeah. yeah but he's getting like le- legitimate people on like oh yeah like really top-not- yeah really top-notch people that i think i don't know if like they're just not aware like maybe they're just not aware of like where he sits in the fray but i would think they just wouldn't want to and the internet's just so weird because like he literally filmed the dude that killed himself, and that's just old news now, and people are happy to associate with him. Well, and I think that was kind of the crux of why I started Impulsive, because he was like, oh, I just want to like be open, and I want to be like transparent and stuff. And then while you're watching this podcast for two and a half hours, while they're doing that, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it, I don't get it. It's This is not this is not working. Like, this is 
like you guys are talking about like their why clearly is just like to create the content but there's just no why behind the content they just they've always known the content to blow up and do well because like they've worked hard consistently to create the good content and put things together but like the substance the value of that stuff yeah it's not it's even not good, there it's not even good content like when you say good content That's what I'm like saying. it's not even good con- like there's no substance there's no like meat to it it's just all sizzle and like clickbait and like oh we're gonna talk about this this and this and then it's nothing it's like a big nothing it's the worst which i was kind of pissed off about and i don't know i didn't understand it and I, I i'm giving myself the excuse still like i came back a second time to logan paul and i was just trying to figure out like all right i'm giving this guy a chance this guy is obviously a big name in the in the medium like i actually kind of like how they produce the podcast with how they zoom in and track the conversation i'm like i could take a lot of good stuff from this guy right but like when you're getting these people on, like dream guests for back pocket, right? Dream production setup, and you got freaking Logan Paul talking about nothing. Come on. Yeah, I think the part that's killer too is like if Logan Paul was in your shoes, where he works a nine to five and he does all this sort of stuff, he wouldn't do a podcast. Like he, I don't think he likes podcasting that much. Like to your point about just having it be like a content grab, like he doesn't like podcasting that much. Where he'd do it like this, like how we're doing it right now, kind of bootstrapping. He, you know, he's only doing it because it's very convenient for him to go. Literally, he probably just sits down and gets a guest put in front of him, and then he just gets to put on his little show of whatever and he, he, he does. He probably tells the booking guy to like, "I want this guy in the future," and the booking agent will do his best to exactly. Yeah, but he, if it wasn't that laid out for him, I doubt he would do it. Yeah, yeah. it's. I don't want to like sit here and bash the dude because I, I don't. Either. I have no idea who he is really. Like I, I I've either. heard his name so many times. I haven't watched a single thing except for the five minutes that I sat down when you were watching it up here in the war room. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, this is the guy kind of who I thought he was, uh, but I don't really know enough. So I'm just going to walk out and I really don't care to learn enough about him. He provides yeah. no value to me, Yeah, but maybe he does to a bunch of other people and let, let's let that be. I'm, I don't care. I do care. He might, he might provide that value. If you're thinking about you know, like Facebook ad targeting, all that sort of stuff, he's definitely bringing in that like 13 to 17 year old yeah. age group in podcasting because mm. that's his demo is like young okay and yeah. i'm sure they're watching his podcast ding 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 i was gonna bring that up he brought it up but these are like this kids nowadays to, this is what we need to learn kids nowadays look up to these like to these guys yeah is my point like these yeah. guys they look up to logan paul as like the god of vlogs like kind of how we look at joe rogan type thing mm-hmm. so I was just trying to study this guy and figure it all out, and I'm still trying to. I'm sure he's provide like he Logan does have good points. I will say that like he has great points, but you know, interesting. It's it's open ended. Oh, I'm not point. supposed to use words. Interesting. Um, Yo, but you using uh, serendipitous, serendipitous. <laughs> Look that word up, dude. Andy goes. Andy goes. <laughs> I don't know when this episode will be released in comparison. At the in Monday. Relation. Okay. Monday. It'll be this upcoming Monday, but. Oh my God! Yeah, what so is- <laughs> go back and listen to the one with uh, Alexis Walco and hear Andy say "serendipitous," and then right after saying, "I don't really know what that means." Don't really know what it means, but it sounds serendipitous. I know it's something like positive. <laughs> oh my God! I was dying, dude, and it forwarded the conversation too, which was killer. I knew it would. Killer. It was phenomenal. How do you spell serendipitous? S e r e n d i p i d o u s. I got it. Okay, before I look at it, I think it means something along the lines of, like, it's a coincidence the way things work out. Like, I think that's what it means, and mm-hmm. you kind of use it in the context, occurring or discovered by chance in a happier, beneficial way. We kind of combined for that. Yes. We got You said it was a positive thing, and I said it was 
you know a chance a chance a, a positive chance yeah like you said so confidently it was perfect yeah because she was talking about a bunch of things that fell into place with her job and like her walking out so saying I'm, I'm like all these things sound serendipitous <laughs> i don't know to that's say, amazing I, to say it so confidently and yeah. then to follow it up with i have no idea what that means it <laughs> killed me i both you guys i looked at both you i'm like sure <laughs> you just owned it too and yeah. you're like i have no idea and no. that's when i knew this was going to be andrew's best podcast performance <laughs> oh it was and the highs he and the lows. delivered oh my dude the guy delivered I think I, that was my best performance with the average quality. Um, I forgot that's what that was from. Like, you crying was from your average quality, um, wasn't it? Or from her average quality. It was from her average quality. Um, her back pocket. I think it was her back pocket. What was it? We didn't even say it. All right. Andrew cries on this podcast as well, so you better listen. It's like probably at the 50-minute mark. Yeah, watch at the end. No, it's watch like it. the hour that, 10 mark. Get hour that watch 10. time. Uh, yeah. We don't know how long these podcasts run anymore, but... Andrew cried in it, and it was like the fucking coolest thing ever. You were on it, dude. You were on one. It was sweet. I was like trying to answer the question honestly, and you're like, "No, we've won." And then you just went on this amazing rant. It was so inspiring. It was so inspiring, dude. We've I, won now. I we won. No, you're right. I love it. No, yeah. she was trying to like make us be the number one podcast. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be. I, oh, I do, but I. I guess we both one. answered that way. We're like, we don't. We honestly don't give a shit about being a top 100. Like, like I'll it, be honest, it doesn't affect me in my day to day, and. It was and, she, and like so. How will you know when you've won? Yeah, we've won now. I love that. That's so. That shows like so much about like you. you just you both like to say that is so unreal. Like, I just love. Like I was sitting there. Like I couldn't believe what was happening. I was like, I first like Andrew's crying, and then I thought about it, <laughs> and then I thought about it. And I'm like, well, that's like a really good point. And I was just, and then I looked. You like you're crying about it. Like you're so passionate. Oh, it's yeah. so great. I thought about that. And I'm like. I want to get like on a witness stand like for Andrew right now. Yeah. Like I want to, <laughs> like I want to defend this man to the death. Like, yeah, I'm so I, pumped for so, like whatever was going on in those moments. It felt like the two and a half years that we've put into this and building this brand, like, uh, was one hundred percent and then some worth it. There was just so much like reward, fulfillment, everything during that conversation and up until that point i was like very energized just love that conversation and then those feelings and emotions of like everything that we've been trying to figure out with what we're doing has been so stressful and so up and down because we really have not a lot of direction but we just have we have a we care about other people's stories and we want to share them and then uh i don't know like the way that she worded that question the way we fell into that corner um it was a it was a perfect thing that that was serendipitous yeah, I think so. I think like where <laughs> you guys, yeah. yeah, where you guys are, and like where she is, obviously, yeah. it just all kind of. And she made that point too. She was like, "That's like the world trying to tell you something mm-hmm. that is like something's meant to happen right now." Yeah. Well, and so great. Like it's as hard as it is, as hard as it is to explain, like this whole hundred week of podcasting thing. It's just the fact that like we have been after this for so long, guest after guest, thought after thought text after text meeting after meeting we dedicated a whole war room now to it and that's why like it was on my mind about like we we got to get back to talking about this back end stuff because we are on it we are just so freaking stoked about where back pocket is gonna fucking go dude and it's gonna freaking go i don't like saying the f word a lot but it's it's i'm just excited about it and and where we're at right now and where we're at right now is like i couldn't be more blessed to be able to have a studio in my house where I get to produce a podcast with my best friend where we find someone like yourself who is so committed and like cares just, about it and cares about it and is thoughtful and like wants to better himself and sees the, us as that opportunity. When 
we were sitting up here setting up for this uh, for Alexis, uh, and I believe oh I was like, I wonder if Ty's gonna bring his mic, and then or no, I think you might have said I wonder if Ty's gonna bring his mic, and then I said, well, it's really up to him because if he wants to talk, like he's got to bring a mic. So if he does, he'll bring it. And I'm like, you sure enough, you walked in, mic ready, you went up to the room and set it up. I was like, dude, fucking cares. Yeah. He gets it. And uh, it was great. I snuck in right behind her. I don't think she saw me come in. I barely and, saw and you. And I walked down the stairs and I was like, I've been here. Like, hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm, I'm the producer. It yeah, was perfect. It was man. so great. Was and awesome. I looked at Andrew like right when he was greeting him, I was like, she brought the mic. Stop, <laughs> he brought the mic. Let's go. But yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Crazy, great, man. A lot of great things happening right now. Yeah. Uh, but for my average quality, yeah, man, goes into uh, this Saturday. It's Boatella, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for the past month, we've been running Eventbrite uh, tickets, and we get an email notification every single time we, we make sell a sale. <laughs> an Eventbrite ticket. My average quality is refreshing my email inbox so often, dude. Oh I am my god, emails dude. probably five five times in a minute. Like just like I always have the email inbox open, and I'm just refresh, refresh. Or I'm going on to the event bright page and I'm hitting refresh, seeing how many link clicks we're getting. Yep. I'm like, all right, there's still yep. people are still coming to the page. We might not be selling a lot right now, but the future stuff is happening. We're good, we're good, we're good. And I am so, I'm checking all of the stuff so frequently. So I, I have I have no so ability to put it away. It it is that was gonna be my average quality too. It's just like managing my time with these social media platforms like mm. oh my god dude I, I go on instagram right to my dms i got three dms to answer it's people sending me photos i'm taking those saving them Bochella going to camp throwing the bocella thing on there putting sending them back to them sending them to andrew andrew grabs them puts facebook paid to them and we run and then it's like we've been doing this we've been turning and burning this for three weeks and then like we're we're working with like our other friends doing this and like it's a lot man it's a lot. it is a lot and it just it's always on your mind which is why like whenever something's like loading on my screen at work, I'm like, okay, time to go do this real quick. <laughs> Back to this, and it's too funny. Yeah, you. I never know when we get an email because all all my emails are read by that time because we share it. the same email. Share the same, and I read them immediately. You're just on them right away. And we get like the anchor spam. We get like Sprout spam. We get oh bullshit. Like Bree Seely, her spam. She sends us like oops emails once a day. Do we get David Meltzer? We get um people from like yeah. india and foreign countries like hey you want to boost your seo it's like hey i don't know who you are so you think about that you don't have those in like different you guys use gmail right yeah. you can just like tab those out you don't have that you you get all your promotional and all your social yeah, it just comes in one here yeah, comes in one we oh, don't that's horrible you shouldn't yeah, do yeah. that we should fix it well, and we don't know how to so fix Gmail, it yeah me. gmail is really great because you'll get the primary feed and then like the second most important is like the update feed so like every Everything that's not like a primary email from like another person, like Eventbrite, we just want Eventbrite in our right. primary. Like Eventbrite notifications would probably come through promotion. Like, update. No, they uh, probably come through update because they're not okay. promotions. Like promotions would be all like the the stuff we were the doing. SEO guys, yeah. uh, and then like the the social are like, oh, so and so wants to connect with you on LinkedIn. Mm. All that sort of stuff. Gotcha. Well, mm. uh, we need that, and let's circle back. Let's have yeah. our people talk to your people. But it's hilarious. And let's circle back on that. Those those weird ones that come in. I'm like, oh, Eventbrite. We got five new emails, and I look and I'm like, none of them are Eventbrite, and I just get pissed and I just delete them all. And it's probably like <laughs> one of them like we needed to read or something, yeah. but I'm just like pissed at them all. Probably one for car insurance, but yeah. we don't know car insurance. Well, yeah. it's funny when you realize like the amount of time you're looking at a loading bar the sadder you get and you're just like i cannot believe i'm waiting for the little thing on my phone saying checking mail and it's like loading mail you're like oh, loading mail and it's like loading three messages like, oh, loading three messages and then yeah. it's like all three from people you don't give a shit about oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my average quality for sure yeah 
I like that. Um, I'll jump right into this, dude. You guys will love this. My what did I learn this week? So um, I'm not sure how like true this story is, but it's more take it for more as a parable. So Gandhi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find that funny, Andy? <laughs> Mohammed Gandhi, or whatever, however you say his first name. Last name Gandhi. Everyone knows him. Yeah. Uh, a mom and a child came to Gandhi, and she goes, Gandhi, you have to help my child uh, stop eating sugar. And Gandhi said, come back in a month. And that's all he said. And so they came, they left, and they came back. And he go, and uh, he goes, all right. I tried it, I did it. You need to give up sugar. When they came back, so the whole the whole message is like, you can't give someone advice, even if you're Gandhi, even if you're someone like that. You have to try it yourself first. Gandhi had never just quit sugar, so he said, "Come back in a month." Quit. He worked on himself to try and quit sugar. He did it. They came back, and then he said, "You need to quit sugar." Cool. I thought it was awesome. That is awesome, man. Right. Where'd you read it? Uh, it was at two hour. It was at the two hour, like twenty minute mark of the thir- number thirteen thirteen Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, nice with uh, Trussell Dalton. Yeah, something Dalton Trussell. I, I don't know. Yeah, Dalton something. But yeah, that they they were like incredibly baked, wearing like speed glasses and outfits, talking about this. That's the one where he's dressed like an astronaut. Yes. Oh, that's good. I I saw screenshots of that. Screenshots. Like, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. No, it's hilarious. That's gold. But uh, yeah, I was like, sweet. Like I love, I love those like little bits of just like information. Mm-hmm. So that's what I learned. Right on, man. I mean, I'll go. I, I got to drop a one eighty on you. This is not Gandhi whatsoever. Yeah, but it. there were three companies, three very notable companies uh, in the retail space that were all founded in the same year, which really shocked me. So I'll give you two. You have to. No, I'll give you all three, and then you just have to guess the year. Okay. So Kmart, uh, Walmart, and Target were all founded in the same year. <laughs> what year? 1974. You're very close. Not very close, but you're closer than I thought. Ooh, I'm going to go older. I'm going to go more recent. 1979. No, 1962. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Led you in the wrong way. And technically, Target was founded earlier, but it wasn't called Target. Like, it wasn't branded Target until it was it called Target. No, no, I remember. It was called um, um, H- H- Grocery Hub. I don't know what it was exactly. It was like, I think it was named after some dude. Maybe it was, I like started named after like Earl's like supermarket or something like yeah, that. And that's then what maybe I thought. Translated into mm-hmm. something. But it's, they shut that down real quick. They said, Earl, you got to go. You're yeah. Earl, you're the first. Well, not go. really because it happened in like 1909. So it took them like 50 years to rebrand, get to Target. Things but move, things, there's a rebranding stage. Things move slower back then. It's really true. I just thought it was really interesting how like Target, Walmart and Kmart could not be in like more different spots or like market segments than they are today and they all started in the same year and they all started relatively as the same company and the reason that mm. they'll they're just like regional so walmart started in like somewhere in alabama or Mississippi. arkansas arkansas do you want to hear the cool story about that yeah so the founder of arkansas or the founder of, <laughs> the founder of arkansas. bill clinton bill clinton <laughs> bill clinton no so the sam walton sam walton uh was looking to build like a store and his wife was and you want to take it to like a, a medium to big size city it's like, I want to sell retail. I want to sell it to mass people. Like, we got to go somewhere here. And his wife's like, not doing it. We got to go somewhere small. Like, I'm a small town person. We got to do that. So they went to a small town um, in Arkansas, and he just started there and started selling things at a, at a little bit less to uh, the amount of people that he had in front of him. 
he had the life of, you know, going hunting on the weekends and this more relaxed life. And then over time, it became Walmart. That's so crazy. And then Kmart was actually founded in Detroit, which is pretty close to where Target was founded, which is here in Minneapolis. And mm-hmm. I just I just think it's crazy. Like, Kmart is, for, like, for all intents and purposes, like, irrelevant and out of business. <laughs> there are probably still a few around, but, like, they're, you know, irrelevant. And Target sort of that, it kind of gets that upper middle section of the, of the market, and then mm-hmm. Walmart sort of bottoms out the barrel but i just thought it was interesting all started the same year and all in wildly different places but you know good for them that's what they had wildly to do. different places wildly so different wild. places yeah. that's what they had to do to survive so and they did it is walmart doing well right now oh yeah okay i mean i assume so yeah oh well, i know we know kmart's done dead yeah <laughs> kmart's done kmart's we laugh dead. when we hear kmart, kmart. Yeah. big lots i don't big, know if you yeah. ever had a big lot <laughs> No, yeah. I didn't have big lots. Sears? Does Green Bay? Sears, yeah. Have you guys been to Sears recently? No, they're sh- they went bankrupt, they're done, but right? I think someone saved them. Yeah. Someone invested. Well, them. I was in a Sears like while they were like going through the whole bankruptcy thing. It's like the saddest place ever. Like literally nothing has been touched since probably 1997. Hey, oh my God. any brick and mortar nowadays that you go in is kind of sad. Not like Target or like Wal- like Target and Walmart have active gotten along people. with the times. A lot of active people there all day long. I'm scared yeah. when I walk into both of those places. Dude, when you walk into Walmart, they're for, packed. For different reasons, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, uh, sorry, when I said brick and mortar, I meant like a, a smaller store that like <laughs> no one's going in, you know? Yeah. You know, like no one's going to go into that jewelry right. store in that location. Yeah. No way. That's But they, that's make, they make one, jewelry store, they make one sale, they're good. They got one pay, sale, they're, they're good. Rate. They'll pay rent. Dude, can you imagine being the guy like owning that jewelry store, just like waiting, like us waiting for that Eventbrite ticket? Like he's just waiting in the store for someone to come in and like buy a ring. Yeah, and then he's good. But he's good. But he's got to wait. Like, whew, whew. Thank God, Janet got married. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he saved me. Popped the question. Yeah. That that pays my rent. That's too good. Yeah, crazy. Andrew, what'd you learn, dude? Very simple. Mm. I like Charlemagne the God. Mm. I like that. I did not like him. The only reasons because I got into logic very recently and he had one line in there where he's like, I skipped Charlemagne, the God's podcast breakfast club because he had like negative things to say about him on one of his shows. So I was like, well, I like logic right now. And if he says he doesn't like Charlemagne, then I don't like Charlemagne either. And mob mentality, mob mentality. I was all in. I'm very tribal of you. Yeah. So then I was like, but I got to learn who Charlemagne is in perfect timing. He just released a podcast with Joe Rogan today. And oh, really? Yeah, so I listened to the first 30 minutes of Charlemagne the God and Joe Rogan and Andrew Schultz, uh, another comedian. And it was super funny, and uh, I like him. Simple. Simple. Yeah. Spent 30 minutes listening to him. He's pretty far out there. Um, like, he, he believes that he was a, like, could turn into a werewolf when he was a kid. <laughs> There's a hilarious story of him sitting at the cafeteria and like the whole week the prior he was like hyping up like i'm gonna turn to a werewolf for you guys all my friends like it but he's been hyping it up for a week so then he sat down at the table and he went like super sane mode and like he believes that his ears turned from round to pointed and then the table got up and sprinted away like freaking out and so he lost his concentration and he couldn't finish the job and that was his only attempt so he like he believes that he could turn into a werewolf and he did so and uh, but he couldn't go full werewolf because the kids that saw the pointed ears freaked out and jumped out and that sold me i like him <laughs> and now i love this guy so completely different from gandhi completely different from kmart and target 
and uh, Walmart. And welcome to the back pocket. Podcast. Welcome to the back pocket, Charlemagne the guy. I like we it. are. I felt like last week we were well connected and sort of all. We had some linear. Dude, we talked about we talked about love for so yeah. long. I asked all my friends what their love language was after, and I got some great conversations. That's oh. a such a great like. You learn so much about people. Yeah. yeah, I hope people. I hope like people actually listen to that last that seventeen back on show seventeen. There's a lot of really good content. We there. were hilarious. I I laughed so hard when I re-listened. I, to yeah, that. I don't like. Love like I I like watch and listen to stuff that I was in and like I don't like I I've been there so like all the podcasts that I've sat here to produce like I won't listen to those because I'm like I, yeah you I, listen to them already. you're already listening to them, yeah uh, it was the first one and uh, but I watch that last back end I'm like I'm not listening to it I'm watching it and so I sat down at work today and I watched it and our reaction was funnier like the second time like when that grandma started spinning again yes. oh. like, like I left yeah. out like a huge laugh in my cube and I was like oh my god and it was so funny That's I the knew post for tonight. I knew it was coming mm-hmm. and it was oh my god pure gold it was so good well what, what to your point we were all like it was I forget what your average quality was but it came onto mine about the love language and then it transitioned beautifully right into yours with like talking to girls yeah. and so it was like bachelor talk love language advice for Ty and our advice is just like hysterically not useful at all right. <laughs> but how'd it go dude do you, do you send any girls some podcasts I have not sent any no girls some podcasts yet. no case no, studies yeah. no case studies none from yet. our end either so yeah. we'll get back to it next week honestly I'm gonna just ask a girl on a date just so we could we could discuss how this all went down yeah. I'm you gonna try ask, it out you should ask a girl on a date and just have your first date be a podcast that's a good idea oh my god. I'll produce it oh my god that'd be how so f- good That'd be really funny. Actually. That'd be really funny. I actually I like love just, that idea. You just have, to go, you have to go through all the first date like niceties just with the microphone in front of you. Yeah, it'd make it way easier because like you'd have like your shtick would be like it wouldn't be awkward asking her like what do you do like all that sort of stuff because it'd, it'd be like a reason because you're interviewing her essentially. Okay, how could we how could we actually do this? Like like as a pitch to a girl like mm. you know that's kind of creepy, right? To say like hey. Yeah, I don't know the formalities behind it, but I, I envision a, a scenario where you are out and you meet her uh, when you're at a night out and then you come back and we're all like, f- we're all messing around still like we do when we come home. Yeah. Boys are buzzing usually <laughs> like when we get home. Like we come home. You're and talking the, night of. Oh, that would be. Yeah. We're, the boys are hot. That would just be like, gold. Yeah. That'd we just so got good. from we, boys. I mean, we've done it before. Yeah. We've done it. We've recorded podcasts at 1 a.m. Just, just way here. too. Uh, just never here. released footage. Yeah, yeah. Never released footage is us more or less blacked out. Just, <laughs> yeah. just we've str- had yeah. some. <laughs> we've had some nights. With Strombolis. Strombolis. Yeah. Uptown. Soho Cafe. Soho okay. Cafe. And uh, wow. so, but I envision a scenario where mm. we're like, yo, what's happening to Mike's, dude? Let's go to the mics, man. And then we got some some people that can uh, okay. fuck around on the mics as well. So I think it'd just be like such a good content thing for like, we could set them up like a blind date, like a blind podcast date. Yeah. This is my whole, kind of this is the whole crux of my well, right swipe a, podcast yeah. idea. How about Alexa saying, where's the drinks? I was like, damn, where damn, are the drinks? Where are the drinks? I, I got to have like a thing. Of, we should keep um, a wet bar, a little wet bar underneath. That should be like our own little stock of liqueur. Liqueur. That's a good idea. I don't know what liqueur is, but I know it's like heavy, yeah. heavy drugs. No. <laughs> good point on the heavy drugs, dude. That's definitely what it is. <laughs> oh, Grey Duck will be there. Grey Duck. There we go. Now we just always have Grey Duck in here. Oh, yeah, perfect. Try to That'd be sweet. We, do we want to get we'll like a mini fridge up here with like all the things that we need? No. I don't know. Because well, we have fridges downstairs. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of mini fridges downstairs. Our mini fridge up here be cool. Maybe one in the war room. Yes, I would like a mini fridge in the war room. You know what's funny is we had like thirteen people in the war room last week. People were hopping in there. They loved it. Yeah, I was DJing. 
we do we ditched, talking. We usually um, have our pregame festivities in the in the gold trim room. Yeah. But we decided to do it in the war room, and uh, it was it was it was packed, so people were on top of each other, and it was in nice great and ways. cold too. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, people liked it, so yeah. it's a good temperature in here right now too. Yeah, feeling it. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Feel good story. Let's wrap it up. I got, I got one. So Hit it home, baby. It's so it, we started with it. We're gonna finish with it. It's Bocella, and I again. again. It has to be, dude. I'm just. We put so much work into it. Let's got. We gotta say it again. Yeah, yeah, we gotta say it again. We put so much work into this. I really don't even. I mean, Thursday, 48 hours before the party. I I don't even know how many tickets were, were what we even have, but it doesn't matter. Because when we get when we get the back pocket squad together and we get the marketing interns all in one place, it doesn't matter what's in the room, what the point is. It's just that we're all together having an absolute blast. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. Agreed. I'm uh, very excited to see how people receive it because we're yes we don't know we have no idea. It's gonna be so interesting. So interesting. Oh man, it, there's signs of rain. Rain, rain, go away. Are you serious? Please don't come again. Go, Come again mm. another day. Something along those lines. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. How uh, this? Rain. Not today. Pass. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Exactly. Amen. <sighs> All right. Well, good work today, fellas. Back end show number 18 is a wrap. Great stuff. Next week on the podcast is the Alexis Walsco podcast. Is Correct. that right? On Monday. Okay, so that Monday is our podcast 100. It's kind of a big deal. Um, we got a cool social media promo coming out for it, so you should see that. Great one for number 100, too. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, phenomenal guest. Followed up, followed up by Mary Lavoie. Is it? No, that's this week. That's this week. <laughs> followed it's up by Eli, Eli Roofer, oh. uh, fellow comic, and he was, I mean, the, the banters that we got into were. Is it Roofer? We mispronounced his Ruffer, last name like seven times. I think it was rougher. It's rougher. I remember thinking Eli tougher. Ruffer. Yeah, tougher. Remember, because he didn't like that we had it. Ruffians. Of, the Ruffians. Yeah. He didn't yeah. like that. He was like, why not Ruffians? I go, oh, because that's how you actually say your last name. Right. Yeah. But anyways, we got a, a stacked, a stacked week. And then we'll finish up with, we'll do a Bocella reflection on how it actually went. Correct. Next back end show. So we'll see you then. We love you guys. Take care. Take care. Take care. I've been thinking of the way you felt when you watched me Rolling over the horizon line like wind lightning It hasn't rained for a long time, but you know it's on the way